Welcome back to Points and Doinks, episode nine, going into week seven in the NFL. I'm your lovely host. Co- I'm your lovely host. Oh, wait, oh, oh, wait, oh, 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 drunk over here on drunk on Sprite over here. Tyler's here. I am here. Tyler, Tyler, welcome back. Thank you. Not being here last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody can now fade your picks. And cheese is here, of course, like always, from curveballs and chair shots. No days off, unlike Tyler. No hey, days man. off, exactly. You guys start paying me, maybe I'll start showing up on a regular basis. All right. Wait, wait. We're getting that. paid? No. That's why I don't show up on no. a regular basis. No, none of us get paid at all mm, for anything, for any of the stuff we do. Yep. Damn shame. <laughs> uh, happy start of the World Series, guys. I know it's a little off topic, but I thought I should mention it. We're recording during game one right now. Yep. We're just going to get yeah. into it. Here's our World Series prediction since we didn't do one yesterday. Yeah, what the hell? You're supposed to. I thought we were going to do one. It's, yeah, all it's all Dominic's fault. He had uh, work and he got off yeah. work late. What do you mean? Uh, I thought he goes. I thought he works nine to five. Hey, man, he worked eleven to seven yesterday. Working man hours. Oh wait, sorry. No, he went early. Remember, cheese. He went in early. He worked eight to seven. A little man. overtime. All right, I'll give him. Some, I'll throw some respect on the name for some overtime. That's right. All right. Well, how are you guys doing otherwise? Before we get into it. Hey, yeah, how about the, you guys want to talk about your fantasy weeks? How'd you guys do in fantasy this week, huh? Rough week. Rough week, mm. but from what I'm hearing, it's rough week for pretty much everybody out there. So if you got to win this week, odds are you are on the you are on the other end of somebody having a bad week. So you want to pat yourself on the back for that? Go ahead. I mean, cheese, you can talk about your you can talk about your team. I mean, I, I, I didn't do too well this week. I lost. I had Alexander Madison. If you had him, if you know, you know. And then I talked about Ronald Jones earlier on in the season. Cut his ass. He came back to bite me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to say in the one league I did win in, it was not because somebody had a down week or anything like that. I just, just straight up beat him. How's yeah. that other week, though, Tyler? The other, the other league. That was tough. That was a tough, tough look. I was down 30... Well, 39 points going into uh, Monday's matchup. He had, or yeah, no, it was, I was down 39 points going into the Dallas game. Travis Kelsey and Stefan Diggs had pretty good games. Uh, And then I had Arizona's defense and Amari Cooper, and they put up 37 points. So I lost by two points. It was heartbreaking. The studio audience had to stop playing Fortnite with us because Tyler was because I was busy I complaining was and crying about it. I was simping over the law, the fantasy loss. He expected Mike yeah. McCarthy to bring in all of his starters with a minute and a half left, down by whatever it was, down 28. by twenty-eight. Yeah. Okay. okay he didn't what? have to bring in the starters. Just Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper was on the field. Amari Cooper was on the. He could have thrown one pass to him. One or two passes to him. And I would have been perfectly okay with that. But they just is, ran the clock out. Is your mic shoved up your ass? No. <laughs> Sounds like shit. How far are you away from your mic? Uh, arm's length. What do you mean it sounds like shit? Cheese? What's it, what's it sound like? Sounds all right. I mean, it sounds about the same. I can't tell the difference compared to normal days. I mean, I'm not doing anything different. This is usually how I have it. So, how does that sound? Yeah, maybe I'm just really, really trying to nitpick your ass right now. I guess so. But, but since we're already bringing up Dallas, let's get into it with a little bit of Week Six recap here, and then we'll um, do the waiver wire stuff. Um, Dallas was one of those teams, along with the Cleveland Browns, who a lot of people have fantasy players on those teams, and it was a huge letdown. What do you guys take from both of these absolute statement losses, I would say, from those guys? So for me with with, uh, Dallas, I think their players are going to do fine. Like, it was a lot of garbage time. Amari Cooper had a decent game. Uh, CeeDee Lamb started to get big plays there at the end. I think he had like seven receptions for 70 yards or something. Michael Gallup, as we've seen, has kind of fallen off the map. He got a lot of targets early. So that's something to look forward to, but uh, their offensive line, they, they lost a key piece early in the game. And ever since then, they weren't able to get it together. 
And I think that's going to be the key. If they can get their offensive line back, I wouldn't be too worried about this Dallas Cowboys offense. Um, all right. Good fantasy advice. I mean, uh, the, the, the players are going to do, they're going to be fine as long as the offensive line is healthy. Don't right. worry about it, uh, but if their offensive line is still unhealthy... So you're saying Zeke's two fumbles were because of the offensive line? Well, Zeke has a Zeke has always had a problem with fumbles. You draft him knowing he's going to have a fumble problem. But you don't expect I've it. Never, it's not gonna, I've, ne- I've never heard that personally. I, well, heard that as, personally. as a Zeke owner from, I think it was two years ago, they were talking about his fumble problem. That's all, uh, that's, I mean... It's, it's always been a thing with him. That's why Tony Pollard is such a viable backup because one, his injuries, and two, his fumble is, is prone to fumble, and then they just pull him off the field and they let Tony Pollard get snaps. I was looking more at Andy Dalton. It was not good Andy Dalton this week. I kind of sang his praises. Not exactly his praises, but kind of saying he has so many weapons around him that he'll be fine. Now, it is prime time. Andy Dalton has a history of not doing very well in prime time games. So that might be a factor for some godly reason, but I still would say if, especially if you had Dak and you have, you just switched him up. I think Andy Dalton is still a good suitable replacement. He's definitely not going to be Dak and put up those types of numbers, but I I assume we're going to talk about some other possible QB options, but I still think don't worry about the Dallas Cowboys offense. It's that defense because that defense is trash, historically bad. Yeah. They're going to have to put up points. Now, Zeke rushing yards, if you in non PPR, that might affect you. But I think for the most part, you'll be fine. Are we thinking on the same page for the Cleveland Browns as well? You know, I'm one of those guys who has a lot of Cleveland Brown players. You know, I have Kareem Hunt in almost every league, Odell in a few. Um, usually I carry. juice too or nick chubb but i know there's a lot of guys out there with those players and stuff like that cream hunt was barely a flex option this week and odell didn't get anything his way in a complete steelers blowout um that's a little more on the question because they're not as consistent what do you guys think yeah i think i mean they got blown out against the ravens too and they're gonna have to face them Again, so I think we've seen that that Cleveland Browns offense is going to be very matchup dependent. I think Odell has definitely gone out of the set and forget it type of wide receiver. Uh, I mean, flex option, sure. Kareem Hunt, I'm I'm still fine with him. I think he's going to get the touches, and that Steelers defense is the Steelers defense. I think that was the reason why he got shut down so so badly. Baker Mayfield. I mean, it's Baker Mayfield. I know people still believe in him, but I think definitely people are starting to jump off that bandwagon as well. So I think definitely the Cleveland Browns is a much more of a question mark than the Dallas Cowboys, as you initially proposed. Yeah, I I agree with Cheese. Uh, uh, Kareem Hunt, that was just a victim of playing that Steelers defense. Like They've been very good stopping the run all year, but I think going forward, he's going to be the most consistent piece of that offense. And then even when Nick Chubb comes back, they're going to they're going to stick with running the ball. Baker isn't 100 percent healthy. And at the same time, they're starting to lose lose faith in him. He hasn't looked very good even when he was 100 percent healthy. So like Cheese was saying, OBJ has fallen out of that set it and forget it type player and all the wide receiver. Any other options outside of the running backs, they're going to they're going to have to be matchup dependent. All right, now on the other side of the coin with the team that hasn't been producing for fantasy-wise, but this week came out uh, after firing a head coach in the second week and put out good numbers, the Houston Texans. Now, they put up a statement. I know they lost still, but a lot of good stats here from these guys. A lot of wide receivers that were drafted and people were very questionable on. We have Will Fuller. Will Fuller went for six for 123 with a touchdown. Brandon Cooks goes for nine with 68 yards and a touchdown. And then Randall Cobb goes for 317, but puts a touchdown on the end of that one too. Um, And he still got, he only got four targets. So what do you think about the Houston Texans offense moving forward? It looks like they're starting to get everybody in the mix a little more. They had a rough start to the season. They had a lot of tough teams that they had to play. So I think that's definitely one of the reasons why they weren't producing like you maybe thought they were at the beginning. Uh, My question mark is, uh, what's his name? David Johnson. I mean, he, I think right now he's very touchdown dependent. I think he's getting the snaps. He's getting the touches. You want me to get the stats for you? Sure, Travis. 
Because you 19, come prepared, unlike some people. 19, yeah. carries, 19 carries for 57 yards and one touchdown this weekend. Average three yards a carry. Yeah, see, not very not very efficient there. Luckily, he did get the touchdown uh, early on. I think there was another point in there where they had a goal line stand and he couldn't get in the end zone, so could have been an even bigger day for him there. So uh, I think the passing-wise, they're going to be fine because the defense, it's definitely not that defense that we've seen of late, so they're going to have to be, uh, you know, passing the ball and trying to run up the score on that side. So I think David Johnson is kind of the one question mark. Uh, Will Fuller, I think he's he's always been boomer bust. I think that all those wide receivers are kind of boomer bust because they have so many weapons that Deshaun Watson can just kind of spread it around and he doesn't have to go after one guy all the time. So I think Deshaun Watson, I think if you stayed with him, you're, you're looking good the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, Brandon Cooks, I think he's had like 20 plus targets in the last couple games. So he's starting to become a favorite target of Deshaun Watson. It seems like they're starting to get on the right track finally. And so that that's like you were saying, Will Fuller is kind of that boomer, boomer bust type player. And I'm starting to see Brandon Cooks as kind of his, his floor guy out of that Texans team where he's going to get a lot of targets. He's going to get a good amount of receptions throughout, but whether it's going to be that big hundred yard game or, you know, or he's going to catch a touchdown, he's going to be dependent on his, you know, that's what he's going to depend on. Right on, guys. Uh, next up, we want to talk about, because there was a big acquisition this week with Le'Veon Bell getting released from the Jets and now signing to the Kansas City Chiefs. What do we feel his impact will be going to the Chiefs, and how does it affect uh, CEH's fantasy input? I don't know. What you're looking at over there, Le'Veon Bell owner? Yeah, this one's very interesting because we have a Le'Veon Bell trade that took place between points and doinks. That is true. So not I, me. So no, <laughs> I said I said Levy, everybody I, out there. It's not me. So we know who it is. I sent Le'Veon Bell and Trey Burton over to Cheese. I needed help at the tight end position, and he sent me Baby Kittle, uh, Robert Tanyan, and uh, and Dallas Goddard, who is coming off IR here pretty soon. So Cheese, how 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 you feel about Le'Veon Bell? I have a lot of question marks. I don't exactly know what to expect, but as someone who has Travis Kelsey on his lineup, so I'm not worried about my backup tight end. So, and someone who has David Johnson, so it's a little worrisome about what he can produce. I think Le'Veon Bell in that offense, I mean, it's the Kansas City offense. I think I talked about it on curveballs and chair shots. I kind of compare him to LaShawn McCoy of last year, and I think Le'Veon Bell is much better than LaShawn McCoy, and he can, you know, get a lot of passing downs. I, I mean, we're going to talk about the game itself, but CH statement, Vic, statement game uh, last week. I think he's phenomenal running the ball. Pass catching wise, I think that's where he wasn't very, he wasn't implemented enough, but he was, you know, caught a few passes uh, this week. So I think and it's a wait and see approach with Le'Veon Bell right now. And that's going to stop right now with Le'Veon Bell there. They're going to, CH is going to be running the ball, maybe get in on a few passes just to, uh, keep the defense on their toes so they know like hey if ch is in it's probably a run or if we see Le'Veon bell it's definitely a pass they're gonna mix it up a little bit but most of the passing downs to the back is gonna go to Le'Veon bell and i'm actually worried about guys like sammy Watkins, michael hardman output more than ceh getting damaged by this because we've seen Le'Veon bell be productive running lining up in slots and as a whiteout sometimes and with andy reed he could definitely input something and put some plays in the offense to get Le'Veon bell spread out and that's just taken away from those other guys i feel like that's more of a takeaway uh, than would hurt ceh obviously yeah i would just i mean I wasn't really keen on Sammy Watkins or Michael Hardman outside of, you know, the every once in a while, they're kind of a big boomer bust type plays. You're not, they're matchup dependent. Um, where Le'Veon Bell, I could see having a more, more consistent workload going into like being a consistent flex type player. Um, as a CEH owner though, Trav, are you looking to sell high on him? I mean, just had a big game, could have Le'Veon Bell. I mean, this is all speculation, but Le'Veon Bell could, of course, start taking goal line touches or just start taking touches in general away from him. Would you be looking to sell high on him after nah. a big week this week? Nah, I'm not getting rid of him. You got to ride with the horses that brought you there, pal. 
I still think CEH will be productive. I think he will get some touches obviously taken away from, but I don't think it's going to be too substantial. I think he'll be fine. I think if you have CEH, I, I, I think depending on where you draft him, he might be a little bit of a disappointment, but I think this far into the season, you're probably not going to get equal value for, you know, a first round uh, running back for him at this point. Yeah. Uh, some, and then the last piece of big news comes out of Miami. They announced that Tua is going to be the starting quarterback this week. What's his what's, last what's name? His, what's his last name, Trev? Not going to pronounce it. Not even going to give it a fucking attempt. Tagaviola. Or Tua Tagaviola. Ah, I was close. Yeah. We'll let Cheese pronounce it. But um, let the brown guy pronounce the brown names, all right? Exactly. Uh, so apparently this was playing Miami's plan all along that they were going to wait for the bye week. Their bye week got pushed up, so they're just sticking with the plan, and they're going to try and get Tua in there with two weeks of preparation, and bye-bye Fitzpatrick. What do you think that does for fantasy owners out there? Ryan Fitzpatrick has been phenomenal thus far in fantasy. Now, it's it's a rookie, Tua, who knows exactly what he's going to look like. I mean, he's going into the first week against the L.A. Rams and against you know Aaron Donald. I mean, yeah, they didn't do so well against – uh, the 49ers this past week, but we saw what they could do against Washington and just destroyed them. I think they had like eight sacks or something like that. So I think Tua will struggle. I I don't say you're going to pick him up, uh, you know, exactly, but I I think there's better quarterbacks out there at the moment. I mean, maybe it's a wait and see approach. We saw what Justin Herbert can do. So maybe if you have a, you know, a starting, a f- good starting quarterback right now, maybe just take a flyer on him. But I, I don't think fantasy wise is much value with him. I'd like to see how Tua can work on his legs just because he was a scrambler and then he had the uh, the leg injuries his senior year at Alabama. And I don't know if that's going to keep him in the pocket more, make him a little bit worrisome of, of getting out of the pocket and using his legs. But if he's not afraid of that and he could, he could start running, he could be up there as like a Kyler Murray type guy. So like, like Chiefs was saying, it's a wait and see approach for now, but just if, if you have a roster spot, why not throw him on your bench and and see see what happens? Because he could he could make or break a season. Fitzpatrick. What about what do, what do we do? You drop him. You drop him. He's, he's not, not coming. Playing. Back. Yeah, he's not going to come back. You don't think <laughs> he maybe gets traded to another team, looking to not, replace a quarterback? Nah. He if anything, they let him go in f- in free agency next year, and it's next year's problem. He's there to have about the young kid. Yeah, he's exactly. He's going to be kind of mentor. If he starts making mental mistakes, Fitzpatrick will, will show him the way. Basically, he's going to be he's going to be Mandalorian. Two is going to be Baby Yoda. I he's do find it interesting him. from a real football perspective because the Dolphins have been doing very well, and yeah. I think who knows what Tua in that offense if it's going to be a net positive or a net negative. Because I do see the Dolphins possibly making a playoff run, and I don't know if Tua is going to affect them negatively. Yeah, we're getting into real football here, but I do have a, a real statement on on that part of it. Like, I think this is actually the smartest thing Miami Dolphins have done in a long time in that they're just saying, look, we don't care. We're not even trying to make the playoffs. Two is our guy, and we're going to get him some work right now. And if we lose games, that just helps in draft, cl- draft class right now. And we're going to build this team for next year or the year afterwards. I I honestly think it's the smartest move they've done in a long time. So that's why uh, I I truly believe that Fitzpatrick won't be back. Uh, I just want to go on record as saying I was almost right because I said they were going to go in to this past week and start Tua, but he came in late, and now they're starting him after the bye week. Uh, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, pal. Yeah, it's it's almost like saying, man, I was so right about this guy when he was rostered in 75% of leagues. I've never given anybody rostered in 75% of leagues. Did we just call him out two weeks? Last time I was on this guy. I have everything written down. 57. One was 57. Who was that? Golden Tate. What about Jonu Smith? Hold on, my notes are kind of John o. Smith, fifty-one. I could have sworn I had you for something higher. Oh, than... oh, yeah, yeah. But the first, the first episode we, uh, the first who episode was it? I was on was Robbie Anderson. He was right That's below seventy. Was. He was at sixty-nine. Nice. nice. 
<laughs> but anyway, so on uh, speaking of that, I got three guys this week. I didn't do I didn't get around to looking for a defense. So well, it's not like my pick last week did anything. I fucking told you to pick the Packers. My waiver wire pickups this week are Anthony Fersker from the Tennessee Titans. He is owned in less than 1% of leagues, and he's going in to play the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and Jonu Smith injured for now. He's got an ankle sprain. He's out. He's week to week for now. If Jonu Smith doesn't play, this is a great pickup, so you might as well roster him now. Uh, Carson Wentz. We know Carson Wentz. I love laughing at him every Sunday. Fucking Philadelphia is so funny to watch. But from a fantasy aspect, he does pretty well. And he's facing the Giants, the Cowboys, and then the Giants again. Yeah. He's only he's rostered in 57% of league. So quite a bit there. But if he's available, might want to look into that for the next couple of weeks here. And then from uh, Philadelphia as well, Travis Fulgham. Of course, he's playing the Jets this week. Uh, he looks pretty good. He has a TD pa- uh, TD in the last three games. Yes. Last he's, three had, games. he's had over 13 targets in the last three games. He's, he's, he's coming off a week of, of uh, the two weeks ago, he went 10 for 152 and a touchdown this past week. I believe he went seven for 90 and another touchdown. He's, he's, he's become the rising star out of that, the wide receiver group in Philadelphia that's been just riddled with injuries. Yeah, I noticed when I was looking to see uh, what um, how what his percent rostered was that uh, somebody by the name of Jameis Quin- Squinston had them on their team. So. I have them in both. I have them in both leagues actually. Um, so as long as your league does not have a Tyler in it, <laughs> you should be able to pick him up. Did I say uh, what he was rostered in? No, I I think you said twenty four percent. Twenty four percent of leagues. Okay. Is that is that what you have? That's that's all I got for uh, waiver um, wire pickups. You guys got any? I I've on I have running back J D McKissick from the Washington Football Team. He's rostered about thirty three percent of leagues. Uh, Antonio Gibson and him are splitting shares, but J D McKissick is starting to be more prominent in a in a pass uh, in the passing game. And Washington's down by so much they're not running the ball very much. They're always throwing the ball. And so J.D. McKissick could be a guy to look out for. Tevin Coleman, who's only rostered in 20% of leagues, is eligible to come off IR this week. And the 49ers just lost Raheem Mostert again. He goes on IR with a high ankle sprain. Uh, So, I mean, you're looking at Tevin Coleman, uh, Jarek McKinnon, or even Jeff Wilson Jr., those three guys looks like they're they're going to be a committee here. But Tevin Coleman, when he comes off IR, is probably going to take that top spot. Uh, Keelan Cole, wide receiver out of Jacksonville, is only rostered in twenty percent of leagues. Uh, he's had over, uh, he's either had a touchdown or a hundred plus yards the last three weeks, and he's starting to become uh, the wide receiver two over there. Gardner Minshew's guy behind DJ Chark. And then Richard Rodgers, tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles, only owned in 0.1% of leagues. This is only if you're in like a really deep league. But with um, Zach Ertz has gone on IR as well with a high ankle sprain. Dallas Goddard's still on IR. He's able to come off this week, but they're in a short week going into playing Thursday's matchup. And so if you really, if you're really struggling at the tight end position and you need to pick up somebody, Richard Rodgers could be that guy. I'll continue with the Eagles love. I'm going to go with Boston Scott with Miles Sanders out for a few weeks. It looks like they're, it's looking like it's going to be a committee over there, but I think the lead back will be Boston Scott. Uh, Good, good back when uh, in week one, he had 11 touches when Sanders was out as well. So I think he's probably one of the top guys to go pick up. And if we're going to go full on flyer, I think one guy is Michael P Ryan from the New York jets. I mean, it's the jets. It's probably not going to be the best pickup in the world, but I mean, it's a young team. I mean, it should be a young team, but Frank Gore is their leading running back at the moment. So I think if the Jets, I know this is a big if, if the Jets were smart, they would let P. Ryan be the lead back there to try to see what they got. So I think that's definitely uh, one to look out for as well. And then uh, finally, Darren Fells, Houston Texans tight end. I mean, he's a big, big dude down there in the uh, in the end zone. So seems like Deshaun Watson likes him. He gets the touchdowns in the red zone. So just a few guys to look out for. 
I do like the Michael P. Ryan only if Adam Gase gets fired. If Adam Gase gets fired, look out for P. Ryan. He might he might end up doing something. But actually, Ty John Ty Johnson, I think that's his name, who was the third string, looked very explosive out of the Jets' backfield. He got like four touches, but he had forty yards. So if the, this is all hindering on the fact of we need Adam Gase to get fired for this to happen. Um, got a few injuries that we didn't cover. Mark Ingram has an ankle sprain. He's week to week. Um, that they are, I believe Baltimore is going into their bye this week. So that that's something to look forward to next week. Joe Mixon has a foot sprain. He's day to day. Hopefully he's good for this weekend. Devonte Parker has a groin strain. He is also week to week, but they are also going into their bye. So that's another guy to look for in the next uh, couple of weeks when they come off their bye. I would say if you have anybody in that Baltimore Ravens backfield, it I mean, it depends on who you got on the waivers, but I think there's a possibility that you can drop them. I, I don't think any of them are really useful. They're very touchdown dependent. And I think Mark Ingram right now is the lead back and he's touch, he, he gets touchdowns, so he's kind of useful, but when he doesn't, it's not pretty. So you'd even drop Mark Ingram? I drop all of them. Nice, nice. Love to see it. You know what they say when the pimp's in the crib, ma. Anybody? No. No, I'm just gonna let one sit. Yep. All right, let's move on. Let's get into uh, the matchups this week. Wait, before we get into matchups, hold on. I just oh remember, fuck! Here we go. I just remembered. I have a question from a listener. Are you gonna Are you gonna decline a question from a listener? Who is it? Listen to that list. Listen to that listener. You, uh, Travis. Who is it? You. Who is it? It's our it's our favorite listener, Johnny Roca. Yeah, love it. Let's go. All right, he needs help. He says, "Please help. I have four QBs on my roster and need Why? to figure which to drop." <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. He says right after that, notes in all caps. Please do not judge me. LOL. <laughs> Reason I have four. I always keep two. Yeah. On his he keeps two. One came as part of a trade. That uh, that he was going to use l- as late trade bait, and the fourth, who was Andy Dalton, came as a crapshoot waiver pickup. It's just funny when you hear that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> four. What? But you know what? With the amount of running backs that are hurt and the the lack of depth, I see why. I see why Johnny Roca. So now he's saying, "Who are the other quarterbacks?" So, so he's saying, "I can't trade any of them because no one needs them, nor nor do teams have a player worth trading for." So it was four quarterbacks, Drew Brees, Andy Dalton, Ryan Tannehill, Justin Herbert. Who does he drop? Oh, fuck. Um, I'm dropping, I'm dropping uh, Drew Brees and uh, Andy Dalton. All right. Any reasoning? You want to give some reasoning behind that? Oh, dude, Herbert and Tannehill look hot as fuck right now. Ride that hand. Drew Brees, I mean, he gets right the job. Faces. He gets the job done, and you know he's going to be there every week. But I think his ceiling is kind of limited compared to the other two, and um, they they've been running the ball a lot in New Orleans. So Jeez. Michael Thomas is coming back, so I know Tyler is holding out hope that that New Orleans defense will look different with Michael Thomas in it. But I, I mean, do their offense. I said offense. Uh, I'm pretty sure you said defense, pal. I don't. I'm half, I'm watching the World Series. I'm I know. Paying attention I know. To what's going I know. On the moment, Is right? it still two one? Uh, it's eight to one. Oh fuck! Oh shit! I missed oh, a lot daddy, since, fuck. since this podcast started. Anyway, so that Saints offense should look different with Michael Thomas on it. So, I, but I I do think that Ryan Tannehill and was it Joe Burrow was the other one? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Yeah, I think Justin Herbert. Those are the two. That uh, I would I would stay with. I was almost gonna on the waiver wire picks to shout out Ryan Tannehill once again because he had another monster game this week. So I think Ryan yeah. Tannehill doesn't get the love that he should. He's owned in quite a bit of leagues now. People are starting to catch on now. So what happens when you get away from Adam Gase? Um, so I'm only gonna if anything I'm gonna drop one, and I feel like he's saying he can't trade any of them. But once you see Drew Brees with that Mike with Michael Thomas finally being back. I think you're going to be able to get something out of a trade for that. So I would drop, I would drop Andy Dalton. I'd hold on to Drew Brees as trade bait, and if he doesn't have a good game this week, then I drop Drew Brees. But you're holding on to Tannehill and Herbert for sure. 
I just think there's too many good quarterbacks out there that I don't think anyone's going to, unless there's like a buy situation that you're going to really want to take any of those other quarterbacks. You guys there's, wouldn't there's want Drew guys, Brees, the consistency with Drew Brees? There's guys out there that you could be picking up by dropping him that the other person might get might pick up to beat you. That's how you got to think. No. Right? You got to you got to keep uh you know, wide receivers and running backs rostered on your team so the other guy doesn't get them. Quarterbacks they come and go, especially like Drew Brees being so just kind of middle of the road but every week is putting up the same amount of points. Yeah. He's consistent. Uh, he's consistent. So Cheese, um, so do you have any questions? Uh, it would help if I actually asked for questions, but I do not. I only remember I only remember to post that shit when I'm driving home from work and I'm like, Ugh, three or or uh, three four hours notice. Ugh, I don't think anybody's well, it's better than gone. remembering at six o'clock, an hour before the recording. <laughs> I'm gonna set a I'm gonna set an alarm and I'm gonna text you and be like, hey. Post this Monday night after the Monday night game or something like that. All, All right. right. You guys Let's ready move to move on. on to the matchups? Yes, sir. All right. Same thing. I'm going to give the matchup. Each of you guys talk about a couple players we're looking at or, you know, whatnot. This one should be easy because we just talked about a bunch of these players on one team. Thursday night football. We have the Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's start with uh, Tyler on this one. Uh, so I was, um, I talked a lot about Travis Fulgham earlier, but I'm going to go on to the giant side of the ball. Darius Slayton has looked very consistent. He's looked like the guy that we saw last year. Um, I think he's caught a, a touchdown in the last two games. He's had at least five receptions. So I'd look, I'd look to be starting Darius Slayton in your lineups this week. I guess the Philly secondary who's been known to get exploited. Can you guys hear that? Yeah, everybody heard that. <laughs> All right, cheese. I talked a little bit about him, Boston Scott. I think he's a guy. Uh, if you're a little weak on the uh, flex options or with the RB twos, I think he's definitely a guy to go out there and start. Uh, New York side, I think Devonte Freeman. He's still kind of a question mark, but I think he's definitely the lead back over there. So, I mean, take a flyer on him, and you know, maybe pray to God that he falls into the end zone. Yeah, we talked about a bunch about the different Eagles guys, so I don't need, really need to get into it. Uh, we'll move straight on to Sunday's matchups here. First game, we have Steelers at Tennessee to face the Titans. Let's start with Cheese over on this one. So the Titans are a pretty hot team. The Steelers are also a pretty hot team as well. So I think this could be a, a defensive battle, um, but I think on the offensive side of the ball for the Titans – uh, I'm looking at AJ Green or not AJ Green, AJ Brown. He had a big bounce back week this week coming off of injuries and everything like that. So I think he'll have a good game. I mean, we've seen the Eagles light up that uh, defense. I think AJ Brown is another guy out there that could score some points. Yeah. Also with Tennessee, I mean, we just saw it this past week. Derrick Henry had a fucking monster game. Not saying he's going to have a monster game again, but he's, he's going to get the job done. Uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh side of the ball, uh, if Deontay Johnson is back, I would look for him to to be a, a solid flex flex play there. Juju has not looked like himself, and the emergence of Chase Claypool has kind of taken that deep bomb away, and I think Deontay Johnson is, is going to be Big Ben's safety blanket. Yeah, Juju has just been like a slot dink and dunk type of receiver. He's not the, you know, stretch the – stretch the field like he normally is. So I think Juju has definitely fallen this year. And I think Claypool and uh, Johnson are definitely the two guys over Juju at the moment. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of Dan Danny Amendola and just that kind of just right there. Sit I was going to say, near the, near I was going to uh, say Larry, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, but he's not getting the volume. Like this year's Larry Fitzgerald. He's they're not getting the they're, volume. They're still, I think they're still trying to figure out how to get him working more often. Yeah. Over there. They're um, undefeated, so it's working out for them. Hey, yeah, yeah no that shit. was working. Uh next game we have the Dallas Cowboys facing off against the Washington football team in Washington. 
Tyler, we're, let me go with you first. Uh, Kyle Allen's starting to get on track, starting to get comfortable behind center over there in Washington, and I think this is going to be a good game for those receivers, especially Scary Terry. Scary Terry's going to have a very big game against a very bad Dallas defense. Yeah, I mean, as I said, that Dallas defense is historically bad. So I think if you've been holding on to some Washington players and not started them because of matchups and because how bad they are, I think this is definitely the week where they're going to shine. I think everybody, uh, definitely Scary Terry, even the running backs, I think Antonio Gibson, I think he'll get some some love. I know J.D. McKissick is going to be the cat, the pass-catching guy over there, but I think on Washington side, uh, they're going to you know actually look like a decent football team. Uh, I'm looking at Dalton Schultz from the Cowboys. Uh, after seeing what Andy Dalton was capable of in a full game this past week, I think that uh, McCarthy's going to try and come in and create, you know, some easier passes, some two-step drops and stuff like that, and that usually favors the tight end. So, Dalton Schultz. How, how many sacks do you think that Washington uh, D-line is going to get on Andy Dalton this week? Because they've, they, they've looked very good. To, at the various at the start of this year three three cheese any prediction i'll go two but also the uh, washington offensive line is not very good as well so could be a lot of sacks it's gonna be a game. sack fest i'm going wild i'm gonna say they it's get gonna, se- gonna, seven sacks for for washington's d-line it's gonna week. be a sack fest it's gonna be a sack fest dude i can't wait that's like when you go into a sausage fest, but nobody's dick is above the length of three inches. Okay, so we have Buffalo at the Jets coming. <laughs> Wait, that's my job. <laughs> yeah, well, you're too busy talking about dicks, and it just got... That it, was a good joke. Yeah, Buffalo throw, Bills. Throw a flag on the play. The Buffalo Bills ver- uh, facing the Jets in the Meadowlands. Ty? Oh, me? Um, yeah, it's your turn to start first, right? I don't think that's right. I'm pretty sure I just started, but that's all right. Um, uh, mix it up here. It's uh, the Buffalo. There's a get right game. I think Stefan Diggs has a very, very good game. The The running game for Buffalo hasn't looked very good, but I feel like if they can get a early lead that Devin Singletary and Zach Moss will get, get on track. They'll get right. And then on the Jets' end, Jameson Crowder, I mean, he's kind of the only dependable guy over there. I mean, the Bills' defense has not been that great. They They're haven't not... been what they what what the Bills' defense was hyped up to be. Travis, not a fan of Jameson Crowder, apparently. I'm done. The Jets, there's not even a real football team anymore. What did what did Jameson Crowder do for you last week, Jeez? I think he he put up like seven cat. He he gets volume. That's really what it he's is. He's a volume he, guy. He gets so he's. I can pull it up real quick. I think it was like seven for like 60, 70 yards. He didn't get, he didn't go off like he did the week before, but he just gets so many catches and so many targets that he's going to produce. Seven for 48. I was close. I had the catches, right? Yeah, you're right. He's a, he's a volume guy. Travis is a hater. That's what Travis is. No, I'm done. Uh, t- cheese by saying his awful nice words about Jamison Crowder got me last week to sort of buy in for him. And even though I said he's hurt me in the past, I went right in. And I, it's not like I picked him up or anything, but I'm just, I'm not going to be fooled again. So you bought in. So that was the problem because you yes. finally bought back in. Buy yes. out so Jamison Crowder can play well. That's probably it. Just like you and Joe Mixon. Exactly. Uh, next game, the New Orleans Saints hosting the Carolina Panthers will go to cheese because he is a big Saints fan. Oh, yeah. Who that? But as we talked about that uh, Saints offense or defense, which mm-hmm. one of them? Should, I mean, maybe both of them will get better because Michael Thomas should be back unless he's, you know, pimp slapping his uh, DDs again, <laughs> Tyler. What a fucking guy insert a uh, dude from how high getting the powder on his hand <laughs> nice nice good to you. It's a sick reference bro yeah your references are so out of uh, fucking sick thanks brother. Uh, <laughs> yeah uh michael thomas michael thomas comeback game hopefully he produces but on the other side of the ball seems like defenses are starting to realize that robbie anderson is is the guy over there in uh, Carolina, and they're starting to put their best their best defensive backs on them. So look for DJ Moore to start getting more targets now, because at the beginning of the season everybody was was double covering and putting their best guys on DJ Moore. It's kind of flopped. 
and we're going to see that. They're happen. noticing. Yeah, they're noticing the big play potential Robbie Anderson has been putting out and he's yep. been succeeding with it. So he's been drawing a lot of the safety over the top coverage, which is opening things over the middle for DJ Moore. Yes, you are correct, Tyler. And after Good observation. A, thank you. And after a... That was watching not, the tape. After not having the best game with Mike Davis, there's a chance CMC comes back this week. So keep an eye on that. They haven't they haven't announced anything yet. Probably get more tomorrow kind of sucks that a lot of the injury report and all that stuff comes out on Wednesday. But, yeah, keep an eye. CMC could be back for all you Mike Davis owners. I think this is Mike Davis' swan song. One last ride. One last ride. One last ride, brother. <laughs> um, anything, uh, anything else on that game? No? Nope. All right. Texans hosting the Green Bay Packers after their big loss to Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Tyler, let's go back to you for this one. Aaron Rodgers is going to shit kick the – they're just going to beat the living shit out of the Texans this week. Uh, He got embarrassed. He got embarrassed on Sunday playing uh, a very good-looking Tampa Bay defense, and I think Aaron Rodgers comes out and he's going to – he's going to do everything he can to prove that he should still be in MVP talks. And people should put some respect on his name. Put that respect. I, I don't, put that respect. I don't think the uh, Packers are going to shit kick the Texans. I think the Texans have been playing very good football once Bill O'Brien left. So I think they're going to play play them tough. Uh, maybe the Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay Packers probably going to win anyways. But I'm looking uh, more towards David Johnson because they ran the ball right down the Packers' throats. Mm-hmm. The Tampa Bay Bucks, that is. So I'm going to see if that, because that's what happened last year in the NFC Championship game, is running it against the Green Bay Packers the way to to beat them. Because if you run the ball and establish that, it's almost like the Kansas City Chiefs' road to success. Is you're trying to keep them off the field to try to win. So maybe David Johnson in that running game can finally get going. Yeah, I was going to say uh, the Texans. I don't think they're going to get shit pumped. I think they're going to basically be running a sprint. It's like those guys, everybody who finished second and third right behind Usain Bolt, like they weren't even going to beat Usain Bolt, but they were there in the picture, just kind of in the back. They were all running for the second place. Gotcha. Like, gotcha. like they're, they're, they're going to be running right alongside, you know, Aaron Rodgers. They weren't running couple. alongside Usain Bolt. They were, they you were know, a good you, distance behind you know, Usain Bolt. You know what I'm saying? Like Aaron Rodgers will go up two touchdowns and then for every one he gets, the Texans will match. So it'll be, you know, 38 to 27 or something like that. But all right. So the Texans will be fantasy relevant. I think uh, a lot of those guys get singular touchdowns again. Like this past week. Yep. Uh, next game is the battle for Ohio. The Browns versus the Bengals in Cincinnati. Cheese, go back to you for this one. Well, when they played Thursday night, this was an offensive showcase. So I think it's going to be more of the same with this one. I think you're going to want to start pretty much. I mean, AJ Green had a, a good game last week. Now, if you're yep. still holding, out, if you're still holding out hope, maybe this is his get right game. I mean, when he played the Browns, he had a lot of targets, but he just didn't get the catches. So he's getting looks, but he's just not hauling them in. So I, that's the difficulty with AJ Green is, do you want to start him or not? It's are you feeling lucky this week? Yeah, I think a, I think uh, AJ Green had that. Everybody was scrutinizing him for for how shitty he looked against the Ravens. And so he was like, I can't have them slandering my name. Comes out, has a pretty good week this past week. But I think he's going to fall back into what we've seen for most of this season. He is getting a lot of looks over there, but not a lot going on. Uh, Cleveland, though, there's a very plus matchup. We just talked about earlier in the show how questionable their offense is but and how matchup dependent that their receivers are. This is a matchup that you want. This is an OBJ Jarvis Landry. Uh, as long as Baker is is back to healthy, I think they'll have a very nice day. T. Higgins, Cincinnati. He started to become a very good target. Very, very good guy. I uh, was nervous on him the first couple of weeks he went off and stuff like that, but I'm I'm in. T. Higgins is T. Higgins is what Trey Quan Smith is supposed to be. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. You are absolutely correct. Uh, next game is the Detroit Lions visiting Atlanta to play the Falcons. Uh, one more time. Let's go back to cheese for this one. So last week, the Falcons actually decided to show up on defense. So is it going to be more of the same this week against the Lions? Who knows? The, you know, the running game is always a question. DeAndre Swift. That's the name, right? DeAndre? DeAndre yep. Swift had a yeah. very good game. He had a very good game, but yet he was still out-touched by Adrian Peterson. So it's almost kind of like the deal in Arizona where, you know, the backup is being more efficient, but yet the lead back is still getting the touches. And I think Kenny Galladay, Matt Stafford, they're going to have a big day. Uh, you know, they the, the Falcons shit-canned the Vikings, but yet Kirk Cousins was able to put up some garbage time late and, you know, Jefferson was able to do his thing. So I think the wide receivers on uh, and the passing game in general is going to succeed. I think the running backs is a little more of a question mark. Yeah, I think this is definitely a shootout game. So you're starting, you're starting wide receivers all over the place with these guys, with both Atlanta and Detroit, but I'm hoping on the Deandre Swift talk, I'm hoping that Patricia has got it through his head that Deandre Swift is very talented and he should be getting a lot more touches. Agree. Next game, we have the 5-0 Seahawks facing off against the Arizona Cardinals at home. Tyler, what do you got on this game? So, I think Seattle's going to have a normal, their offensive onslaught is going to continue. But Arizona, on the other hand, their defense looked good against the Cowboys, but they're not going to look that good against Seattle. And their wide receivers, I think this is going to be another kind of shootout game. Same same thing as, as with Detroit and Atlanta. I think Nuke is going to get right after having a kind of a slow first half in, in last week's game. I think he's going to come out, probably, probably get like a 14 reception game out of him this game. I think the Cardinals defense, I think they're good. I do think that Seattle is much better than uh, the Cowboys. But if you have... Tyler Lockett, I think you should definitely sit him and not play him this week. Definitely sit Tyler Lockett. Definitely don't sit Tyler Lockett. Week. Don't sit. Don't Do play not him. This play week. Tyler Lockett. He's not going to go off, even though that Cardinals defense might be a little, you know, suspect. But definitely he's not. Don't he's play him. not going to go off. He's, he's not, not, so just don't do play him. Are you guys trying to say yeah. something to me? No. What are you There's talking about? There's nothing the fact that me and Travis play this weekend, and Travis is just oblivious <laughs> and doesn't know that yet. <laughs> I don't even start paying attention until tomorrow. Dude, come on! You got to be in fantasy football twenty four seven. No, no, no! I'm too. I'm not focused on my own matchups. I got four different, and I'm trying to give the knowledge out to you people. You should appreciate me for not worrying about what my matchup is and me worrying you. about what the people. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the. Well, people you said out there. you the people, people on the other side of this microphone. I'm on the other side of the microphone. I'm gonna smack. I'll come upstairs, smack the shit, show you the other side of the microphone, shove it up your ass. Sorry, sorry, guys. Next game, <laughs> the Jaguars going to say, uh, going. Oh, almost said San Diego, going to Los Angeles to don't face the ra- uh, the Chargers. They're going to Inglewood, not Los Angeles. Very I don't know where I don't know where the fucking difference is. Go ahead, still, so people still call it uh, fucking where the uh, Santa Clara, San Francisco, because the Niners still claim to be San Francisco. So I think this one's kind of hard to predict because I think both these, I mean, the Chargers could easily be like undefeated this year. So I think that this could be kind of a tough one to predict. I think that the Jaguars are still going to be able to produce in garbage time. I think Gardner Minshew is still a viable starting option this week against that uh, Chargers defense. Uh, Was it Cole? Was got him. Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole. He's been very good. He's kind of taken over DJ Chark. I know DJ Chark has the name, but he just hasn't been producing the way that you would want him to do this this year. Yeah, and then on the other side of the ball, the Chargers offense, uh, Justin Jackson looked to get a lot of the touches uh, two weeks ago before their bye. Uh, I think he'll come out and be the primary back again going into this game. And against Is the Austin back. Eckler back? No, Austin Eckler is still on IR. Okay, yeah. Um, so Justin Jackson against a very, very soft Jackson Jacksonville. Ugh. Jaguars defense. Yeah, I agree. Jay Herb's going to go off hella early, and then Justin Jackson will follow it up and close the game out. I do think Josh Kelly still has some value just because that defense for the Jaguars is so bad that 
I, he'll get some touches, but I think Jackson definitely is a lead back and is worth starting. Yep. Uh, oh, and also before we move uh, on, Keenan Allen is questionable going into this game. Mike Williams. So Mike Williams could be your guy or even what was that rookie's name? I'm blanking on his name. Hold on. I'm going to get there. I'm getting there. Think about Jalen Guyton. Jalen Guyton has looked like a deep ball threat. And if if Keenan Allen does miss out, Jalen Guyton could be a deep flyer. All right, cool. Uh, New England Patriots are hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Tyler, back to you for this one. What do you got? Oh, this is tough. I think the Patriots looked very bad against Denver. And I think that had a lot to do with their practice facility being shut down and all that, all that other real football stuff. But they're just the only fantasy viable guy coming out of there seems to be Cam Newton. He spreads the ball too much or he spreads the ball a lot. So he's getting a lot of um, completions. But there's other than that, there's really nobody else. The running back room, I would still look for Damian Harris. I wouldn't start him, but I'd be looking to see how they look in a better uh, game script because they got they were down early and they just it was just a weird game for for New England. And then on San Francisco's end, I mean they they did have a good bounce back week against the Rams. So I think that this is going to be a dogfight, but I do feel like the pass catchers are starting to you know get their groove a little bit. So I think against the Patriots though, you're probably not going to want to start anybody except for George Kittle. I think the running back situation over there with uh, Raheem Mostert out is something to keep an eye on. But uh, I think out of the 49ers, Kittle really the only startable guy that you want on this game. Oh man, you're not starting Brandon Ayuk. I mean, if you really have faith in Brandon Ayuk and you really want to go, you know, put you know, your money Lex. where your mouth is. If you're, if, you're gonna your, if you're gonna put your money where your mouth is, you might as well start Brandon Ayuk over a guy like I don't know Tyler Lockett. Get fucked, cheese. I'm gonna put your dick in the dirt. Why are you gonna put his dick in the dirt? Next game is <laughs> <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs visiting Denver to face the Broncos. Cheese, we'll go right back to you. Well, it's a, a divisional matchup, so so what do you do with the, all the record books and everything? Throw the books out the window! Exactly, and after the Denver Broncos coming off a pretty damn good win against the, uh, the Patriots, they look like a tough team, but I do think that the Chiefs will do Chief things. They're going to be going off. I mean, we kind of talk about it all the time with the pass catchers. I think it's Hill, it's Kelsey, and then it's kind of a, a crapshoot. What other guy is going to go off if another person will go off? So, uh, see, uh, Le'Veon Bell, he will be on the team, I think, but I feel like he's going to be very loosely okay. used and not very, you know, he's not going to be startable, obviously, but you're going to want to keep an eye out just to see how they utilize him. Yeah, I think you nailed it perfectly talking about Kansas City, but to say that was a good win, a good looking win for Denver. That's a little tough. I mean, they 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 didn't score a single touchdown. Uh, what's his the Drew Locke threw two interceptions, but Philip Lindsay their their running back situation is one to keep an eye on. Philip Lindsay did rush for over a hundred yards this week. Whether Melvin Gordon is going to be back from his sore throat uh, <laughs> will be something to keep an eye on. Which come on, it's strep it's strep throat, very sorry, worse, much sorry. worse. Yeah, I used strep, to get I used to get strep, strep throat a lot. Yeah, that's the, that's the cops sad. would pull you over to ask how you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Is your throat okay, sir? You, it you was uh, going in and out of the lanes. I would call that um un un um what it what, undiagnosed strep throat. Got it. Got <laughs> it. So yeah, that would be the only people I would look to start out of that. Like you start everybody from Kansas City that you got, like Cheese was talking about, uh, but. Yeah, if if Melvin Gordon is out, Philip Lindsay has shown to be a viable fantasy option. Perfect. All right, next game, the Las Vegas Raiders hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Let's go. Who wants a piece of this one first? I'll give it to you guys. Who wants it first? Take the lead, geez. Come on. Oh, well, when you're just putting your hand out there. That was me. That was me pointing. That was me pointing at you. But you, you at the you, point like like this. No, I point, point at the, the camera. Fuck, that's the, rude. The fucking gabagool. 
That's well, I forget because I'm looking at my screen and I'm in the top right hand corner. So like, geez, you're to my left. Well, I got like a nice stack of all of us. I'm in a Gunderson sandwich right now. Ooh, that's oh, that's hot. yeah, that's uh, actually very. That's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Super salty. Anyways, so the Buccaneers looked very good against the Green Bay Packers. I think the defense. I think it's a startable defense. I think they were able to, you know, get the turnovers and Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr is a top 10 quarterback, and I think it's going to be a tough matchup against that Buccaneers defense. But I, I, I think Buck, I, I think Derek Carr possibly could, you know, really go off this week because he's such a great quarterback and he's really living up to his full potential and his contract. God damn it, geez, that's exactly what I was going to fucking say. Uh, you should have asked for the piece first. Derek Carr is absolutely a streaming option for this week i mean yes tampa bay just beat up on aaron Rodgers, and that uh but and Derek carr much better than aaron Rodgers. whoa easy uh, that's not where i was gonna go i was gonna say that that the green bay packers did just lose their uh starting center and i believe another offensive lineman i think Derek carr gets a little bit more protection here and Derek carr also known to get the ball out of his hands quickly and I think once that happens, he's got the playmakers to be able to move the ball downfield. So I could see Derek Carr definitely be a being a viable fantasy option. But on Tampa Bay side of the ball, hey, hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. Derek Carr is a very streamable option this week for your to, for your team. Yes, yes, he is. I know you guys didn't think I would say that. I no, hate him. I, that. I hate yeah. him in real football. I was I gonna say I don't I, hate him in fantasy football this week. That's that's why I was that's why I'm not very surprised because you you hate him in regular football, but for some reason you don't hate him in fantasy. I guess well, I don't like him, but I don't hate him this week, especially yeah. with buys still going on. Uh, but Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay side of the ball. Ronald Jones has rushed for over 103 yards the last three weeks, and so if you gave up on Ronald Jones at any point what during the season, idiot. what a fucking idiot. <sighs> But yeah, he's he's looking pretty man. good. Leonard Fournette is still um, injured that we know of. He, I think he's gonna be back this week, but in a limited capacity. So he could eat into Ronald Jones's touches, but it's looking like Ronald Jones has the talent to produce even with uh, lesser touches. Uh, look for Chris Godwin to have a good bounce back week. There you go. Uh, then last game, Monday night game, the Bears going to Los Angeles. Inglewood, as she's so corrected me before, to face the Rams. Who wants this game? I guess I'll take this one first. Um, thank you. Thank you for pointing at me the correct way. Uh, Chicago's defense has looked pretty good whereas their offense has not looked as good nick Foles has looked kind of kind of shitty but they're getting the job done i think that defense is is helping them out uh so i i would be cautious about playing some of my rams guys just because that bears is starting bears defense is starting to get it back together yeah the start the front seven of the bears is a little worrisome for that kind of confusing backfield for the Rams as it is so I think Daryl Henderson is really kind of the only guy you're kind of hoping to really do any work but I think you're going to want to look at the receivers and I mean Cooper Cup Robert Woods kind of splitting the touches between them it's kind of you know if one goes off the other one doesn't type of thing tight tight ends have looked very bad for for a tight end room that came into this year as supposed to be one of the best they have not panned out very much so this could possibly be an ugly game offensively, which means fantasy wise, if you're looking for a Monday miracle, it might not happen. Yeah, I was definitely going to say I, I could see the Bears making the Rams play bear football this weekend, even though they're not in Chicago. Just it's or it's on the weekend. The Bears, yeah, it's yeah, Bears. Uh, it's what they've been doing to a lot of teams this year. We've just been wearing them down, wearing them down. Yeah, low scoring games coming out of Chicago. All right, guys, that's the end of this week's slate. Uh, you have anything else? Anything no. at all? Tyler Lockett owners should not start Tyler Lockett. Why start are you... Brandon Ayuk? Why am I doing it? Because it's fun to piss you off. That's why. 
because somebody at the end of last week's episode, I believe there were a couple guys who said, Tyler, have a bad fantasy week. And look what happened. I won in our league. You have two leagues and you win 50%. Okay. What's your point? Not how'd exactly you, a good you, week. How'd you do in yours? One in, th- one in three, but I did mention at the top that I had a terrible week. Okay. Cheese, how did you do in yours? One loss. It was bad. Zero percent winning percentage, and then uh, you can't claim to be 20, 25% winning look, percentage. You can't have claim to be 50% and be good. I never said I was good. I know I've been bad. Hey, if you're 50%, you can win the NFC East, all right? Hey. I never said any of those teams were fucking good. Hey, I'm 50%, which means I'm half good. Fucking scoreboard, buddy. Scoreboard. Dominic won. Good for Dominic. Shout out to him. He's he's on a roll. You see Wait, me, me blast him on the Trapdoor to Hell page. Try to yeah, say that up. wrong Missy was better than Hubie Halloween. This but that's true. that's for a different podcast. All right. Well, if that's it uh, for Trav, for me, I'm Travis Tyler. I'm only a game back of you, Trav. Just throwing that out there. In that league, what about the other one? Okay, you're doing pretty good in that other league. Yeah, I just got knocked out of first place. Yeah, yeah, but did you lose your number one draft pick in 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 any of the leagues, Travis? Did maybe you lose you should, a number one maybe draft you pick? Should predict the, you, maybe you should predict the future yeah, and exactly. draft better. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's Tyler being a smart ass, and then Cheese also with us from uh, <laughs> from fucking Cheese not being a smart ass, kind of being a smart ass, just a little, yeah. a little smart from ass. From curveballs and chair shots. Uh, everybody have a good fantasy week.